0: Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well hello Freedom Church and it's wonderful to be with you today. We love you guys. We love Sim and Lottie um, and our friendship uh, with you two and the family and it's been a privilege over the years to be connected with Freedom Church and to count you as friends um, and partners in the gospel. If you haven't met before, my name is Simon Benham. I have the privilege of leading Kerith Community Church, which is a church originally based in Bracknell in Berkshire, Uh, but now we're a multi-site church. We have sites in Farnborough, in Windsor, and on the Isle of Wight. And it's just a privilege to be with all of you today. Now, in two days' time, it's going to be a year since we entered the first lockdown. I don't know if you can quite believe that; Um, it just seems incredible. And what a year! it's been. Who would this time last year would have thought that we would still be living in lockdown conditions? And I don't know about for you, but for me, the last year has felt a bit like living in a wilderness on many different levels. You know, it's felt like a, a relational wilderness. We've been cut off from people, cut off from family, cut off from friends, um, cut off from having people in our homes, missing hugging people, just all that simple relational stuff that we haven't been able To do it's felt certainly like an emotional wilderness. I think for many of us in this season, our mental health has really felt under attack. And, um, you know, all the pressures that we've been under um, physical health pressures, homeschooling, working from home, um, you know, people who've lost loved ones, who've been grieving, people who've missed major life experiences, weddings that have been cancelled or that have just been a handful of people. kids missing school proms and exams and first years at uni and all those things. It's, it's had a huge impact on our mental health. It's felt like a physical wilderness. Um, although, if you're like me, physically, you've probably got bigger rather than smaller, as you might expect to happen in a wilderness. Certainly been a geographic wilderness, seems like we're just in the same place every day. You open the curtains to the bedroom and it's the same view. Um, every day. it's certainly felt like an entertainment wilderness. No cinema, no restaurants, no theatre, no holidays, you know just Netflix is about all there is. And a financial wilderness. You know, for many who've been furloughed or lost jobs um, have been financially challenged in this time and then maybe for many of us a spiritual wilderness as well. It's Many of the things that we love worshipping together. Who doesn't miss just being in a room with a whole load of other people and just praising God together. Um, You know, just praying for one another, connecting with one another in that way. Technology has been great, but it's not the same. And I want to talk today about being in a wilderness. Reflect on what God has been doing in this wilderness because God is at work in the wilderness. It's a beautiful verse in Hosea one of the prophets in the Old Testament, who says this, I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Talking about Israel. And I believe that God has um, been leading us and guiding us through this whole wilderness experience. And he wants to use it. Because I do believe that we're about to come out of the wilderness. Amen. We are on the cusp of coming out. The amazing vaccine program um, seems like a game game. I just want to encourage anyone who gets offered the vaccine, take it. It does feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I want to reflect today a little bit on, first of all, what I think God has been doing in the wilderness, as we've been in this season, and then what's going to happen next. What is God about to do with us and in us and through us? And we're going to do that by reflecting on two different wilderness experiences in the Bible. First of all, thinking about the Israelites who spent 40 years in the wilderness and Jesus who, after his baptism, spent 40 days in the wilderness. And we want to talk about two aspects of wilderness experience. And the first one is this, that the wilderness is a place of testing. The wilderness is a place where God tests us. Moses, who led the Israelites through their whole Um, wilderness experience said this in deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2 remember how the lord your god led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know that what was in your heart whether or not you would keep his commands similarly matthew in his gospel his account of the life of jesus says this jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The wilderness is a place of testing. It's a place where what's really in our hearts is revealed and God can do some unique work in us. We see that in Jesus. In the wilderness, he's tempted three different ways, each of which mirrors something that happened in Israel's experience in the wilderness. First of all, he's tempted to turn stones into bread he's tempted to put his physical needs above his connection and dependence on God mirrors the Israelites and their demand for bread in Exodus chapter 16. Jesus is tempted to throw himself off the temple to test God to see if God will rescue him he the Israelites testing God in Exodus 17 where they test God to see whether he'll provide water for them in the wilderness And then Jesus is tempted to bow down and worship the devil. And that again mirrors the Israelites in Exodus 32, where they bow down and worship a golden calf. And I do believe that God has, in this time, has been testing us and refining us. James, the brother of Jesus, wrote these words. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Hey, God wants us as followers of him to be mature believers. And here's the bottom line, maybe a slightly uncomfortable one. God is more interested in our character than he is in our comfort. Hey, we live in an age where we'd like to think that all God is interested in is making life comfortable for us, but God is about more than doing that. He is about maturing us. He's about us making us more like Jesus. He wants to see whether our confidence and our trust is in him. And I wanna encourage you, if you've got this far, then you are doing well in the test. I know church online hasn't been easy but you've pressed in or maybe you're new to church and you've plugged into this and this is a whole new experience for well it's wonderful to have you here but I want to commend you you are doing well in this test if you have kept going. I do think that through this season there'll be some people who will have fallen away from church who when we start to meet again physically won't come back. Why? Because they've struggled. In the test. They found that test hard. That, that that test has revealed what soil they were planted in. But I want us to recognise for those of us who are still going, hey, God is at work. And God is producing in us perseverance, which is going to produce maturity. So this has been a time of testing. Secondly, I believe it's been a time of preparation. I don't know if you noticed, but the number 40 appears in both of those stories. Jesus spends 40 days in the desert. The Israelites spend 40 years there. Now, I must admit, I always get slightly nervous when Christians start talking about numbers in the Bible. It can go very doo-doo-doo-doo, you know, and a bit all over the place. And you start to wonder, does this stuff really make sense? But I think I'm on good grounds here. Whenever the Bible uses the number 40 to refer to a period of time, it always seems to be speaking of a, a new thing that God is going to do. The, that period of 40 days or years will usher in a new season, a new era, a new phase in the work of God in his world. So it rains for 40 days and nights on the ark as humanity gets a fresh start. As we've seen, the Israelites spend 40 years in the wilderness before entering the promised land. Moses spends 40 days up a mountain as he receives the Ten Commandments, which initiates a whole new way of people relating to God. King David and King Solomon each reign for 40 years as the nation of Israel is established. Jesus spends 40 days in the wilderness before starting his public ministry. And there are 40 days between Jesus's resurrection and his ascension and the birth of the church and the pouring out of the spirit. Now, it'd be really cool if someone could do the calculations and, and show that there were 40 days that, or 40 weeks that we've been in lockdown through the last year. I don't know whether that is the case. If you did the calculation of how many weeks have we actually been in lockdown? Has it been 40? I don't know. Um, and I don't think it's particularly important but what I want to point out is that often these wilderness experiences are a sign that God is about to do something fresh and about to do something new he wants to take that testing that's been happening in us that refining that's been going on in each of our hearts and he wants to use it to do a fresh thing he's been preparing us for a new thing that he wants to do says of Jesus that he went into the desert full of the Holy Spirit, but he came out of the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. And God has been at work in you. And God has been at work in me in this season to prepare us for what comes next. And I'm excited for what comes next. I'm confident that he is going to do new things. Why? Well, first of all, what he's been doing in the church throughout our nation If you think back to the beginning of lockdown, one of the blessings at the beginning was that recording that Tim Hughes did, the UK blessing. And I I watched it again today. It finishes with this statement. It says this, our buildings may be closed, but the church is alive. And I remember at the beginning of lockdown, many people wondering, well, how is the church going to survive if we can't meet physically on a Sunday? And yet the reality is that the church has thrived in this season. We've been able to embrace technology. Um, Our church has almost twice the number of people in small groups that it had at the beginning of the first lockdown. Hey, somehow, as churches, we've actually done well in this season. I don't know if any of you saw this article in the Sunday Express, um, which was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I just love this. This is a secular newspaper. But it says this COVID pandemic brings church, British churches back to life. Said this, more than a third of non-Christians, 34%, now agree that local churches are making a positive difference in their communities. Up from 20% three years ago. So in three years it's gone from 20 to 34% of non-Christians saying the church is making a positive difference. So it's also that people are now more likely to think that British churches are a force for good, not just in their local communities, but in the world. And uh, it's gone up from 19 to 25% the number of non-Christians who would say the church is making a positive impact in the world. And God has been at work in the church, but through the church, also through the church in this season of pandemic. And I love what God's been doing in our individual churches. I caught up with Sim recently. And just hearing some of what's been happening for you guys in Freedom Church. The way that your justice ministries have just um, been so vital to the community. I love the fact that that our volunteers and our justice ministries have been key workers through this season. They've been recognised by local authorities, by government as being key to what's happening in our community. Our churches have been at the centre of that. I love what's been happening with your, build, with your land. And one of the blessings that we've seen as a church is that, that we've acquired buildings um, through this lockdown. So our Windsor site, uh, which had a building that we rented on a Sunday, we've now been able to take over for a five-year lease the whole warehouse where we used to rent on a Sunday. And we've been able to get change of use on that. So it's now designated for church use. And it's just this amazing opportunity for us to move into this space. And I know that you've been able to acquire land in this lockdown. As a church that's had buildings on our Bracknell site for um, over a century now, Um, fortunately our buildings aren't that old, we've replaced them in that time, I just want to say that having your own space is a game changer for a church. And I believe that there's a whole new season coming for you as Freedom Church, as you begin to dream, as you begin to build on the land, That God has given you. Your impact, your um, relevance, your ability to influence the local community is going to go through the roof in the next few months and years. I want to speak it over you. God has been at work in this pandemic and we've had prophetic words over us. At the beginning of the lockdown, one of our site leaders, Jackie Weber Gant, felt God speaking to her through this word in Isaiah. Isaiah says this, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? This is what God says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Hey, God is at work in the wilderness. God has been at work and God has been preparing us for the thing that he is going to do next. So I just want to finish by reading The words that, first of all, Joshua and then Jesus, two people whose name both means God saves. This is what Joshua said as the people came out of the wilderness. And I want to speak this over you, Freedom Church. Joshua said this, Now then, you and all the people, get ready to cross the River Jordan into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you, receive these words, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river to the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I believe God would speak those words over us today, over me, over you. Be strong in this next season. Be very courageous. Stick close to God. Root ourselves in his word and seek his will in everything that we do. So they were the words of Joshua as they came out of the wilderness. I believe they're prophetic words for us. And then what about Jesus? These are the words of Jesus as he came out of the wilderness. He quoted the prophet Isaiah from the Old Testament. And he said this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind." to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Freedom Church, I want to declare that the Spirit of the Lord is now on us. Jesus has poured out his Spirit into us. We are now the people of the Spirit. We are now Jesus' hands and earth, feet in the earth today. And he would speak this over this: the Spirit of the Lord is on us. It's on us because he has appointed us to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent us to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. God's spirit is on us. Let us as a people be strong and very courageous because our God has promised us he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Hey, we have been tested. We have been through a season of testing. God has been at work in us. And even if we don't see it ourselves, God has been changing us. God has been refining us. God has been transforming us. Why? Because there's a wonderful thing that he wants to do next in us, in our churches, in the nation, in the nations. We're about to come out of the wilderness. God is about to move in new ways and do things that we have not seen before. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being a part of your kingdom. Lord God, we want to pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Lord, I pray for all of us, Lord God, we have been through this season of testing. And Lord, I pray that as we reflect on that, Lord God, as we know that no testing is pleasant, Lord God, but it achieves in us a a harvest of righteousness, Lord God. It produces maturity in us, Lord God. We submit ourselves to your testing, to all that you want to do in us, Lord God, for the character that you want to develop in us. And then, Lord, I pray that you would continue to prepare us for what's about to come. Lord God, as we come out of this wilderness, Lord God, you are going to lead us into a new place. You're going to do new things. You're going to do things that we haven't seen before. They're going to be new things, Lord God. We don't know what they are because they're new. If we knew what they are, they wouldn't be new. But they are new things. And give us the courage, give us the boldness to embrace those new things that you're going to do. Lord God, we're excited for all that you are about to work in us and through us. Hey, Freedom Church, it's been wonderful being with you. I really hope sometime soon we can get together physically. Uh, But until then, God bless you. Keep seeking Him with all your heart, and all your mind, and all your soul, and all your strength. And uh, may God be powerfully on you. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk